Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. Whoa! <laughs> no, leave it, leave it. The, no. list- <laughs> the listeners will love it. After an accidental hiatus of... <laughs> This brings it to my mind. Rachel literally grabbed it away I so fought, I couldn't. I fought this recording into the light. So, so I have to say that. Sorry, guys. One of my weaknesses as a human is when people have a milk bubble. And the thing about the milk bubble that in the was throat. Not, that was not a milk bubble. No, but it reminded me of it. That was just. I'm a but when people have a milk bubble, they often do not notice. No. Like somehow it alters they their just, voice to be. <laughs> and they talk through And they it. just keep pushing Try through thinking no out. one will know. And I, I crumble in such situations. <laughs> I cannot, cannot withhold my joy over a, that. <laughs> it taps into the same vein as enjoying like a uh, treadmill fails. Well, the blooper video thing. See, for me, for me, the real joy of a blooper, like what makes a blooper really brilliant, it's not the bloopers where people, it's not the ones where someone may have died. No, I don't like those. I don't like those either. Those are not oh. pleasant to look at. No, what what kills me are the ones where someone is taking themselves super seriously, <laughs> and as taking themselves really super seriously, oh, fail. Lord. Which is why the milk bubble is so funny to me because they usually just go on talking casually, <laughs> as though nothing were amiss, and it <laughs> it's a real sweet spot oh, for me. Oh man. Oh, man. So we accidentally quit on you last week. Yeah, we kind of just yeah. fired away and But we quit enough that podcast. I had to ask if we did. Yeah. Like, I was like, did we well, miss I think a week? What hap- no, you know what happened? I think we recorded one kind of late the week before, and it didn't get posted till Monday. So it felt like so it we just did like it. So it sort of felt like something yeah. had happened. Anyway. Our bad. But Our I bad. have to tell everyone. I have to tell you this, because Rachel's <laughs> heard it, I think, before, but... It's still good. You should tell it. there were some podcast listeners in the room when this happened. So they expect to hear of it yeah, on the podcast. and I feel like if I wasn't to acknowledge it, then I might be like what you just described, which is a person who had a fail who then tried to ride it out as if they had <laughs> I so, What? I did so not do this. This is what happened. It was a few weeks ago at Logos um, teacher training. So um Logos School is the classical school where our kids all go and I teach and everything and they they do a um, teacher training conference in the summer where teachers from classical schools all over come and there's workshops and things. Well, they asked me to speak, but this was not just one of the workshops. It was to the group. It was the whole group. (laughs) So it was probably, I don't know, like 150 people and I was speaking first thing in the morning so it was like 8 30 or whatever <laughs> and so I show up and this session was being held in the Logos gym so all of the chairs are set up on the gym floor but you know you're picturing like a basketball court and then the people sitting in folding chairs on the floor Rachel's texting it's so right. that's good I'm just, I'm she's just... like don't mind me I'm texting I'm listening so when I arrive what turns out to have happened is that two birds have gotten in to the gym <laughs> the night Which before. Which is just so good. Yeah. Two birds. And they had attempted to get them out by various means. 
and but it's a gym. It's not like you can shoo them out. There's all no, kinds of rafters catch them in there. It's yeah. high and how do they anyway, get them out? So in they the had end. gone early and they had opened all the doors and turned all the lights off inside to try to make the birds fly towards the light, but they didn't. Be not moths. Yeah. So. I get up to speak, and there had already been sort of this acknowledgement of, like, everyone, there's a couple of birds still, like, from the day before. Sorry about the birds. leftover birds. We couldn't get them out. So, I get up to talk, and I'd kind of forgotten about the birds, because I'm just doing my thing. Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) The thing is, think of yourself, though, as an audience member trying to concentrate on a talk when there are birds flying well, around. There's just so much is so much <laughs> fodder for for incident. <laughs> because it's not like everyone's not panicking anytime they fly somewhere because yeah. who knows what will go wrong. And and so anyway, I'd kind of forgotten about it, but then um you can see the audience kind of lose track. Yeah. Where they all yeah. sort of swivel around yeah. to find out where the bird is or whatever. And I think the birds had kind of gone into remission for a bit. And then suddenly one of them flew up and landed directly above me (laughs) on the rafter up by the ceiling. (laughs) Now, the thing is, I didn't see it fly up there, but of course the whole audience does. Yes, and then it's like a premonition. And then then you have a bird roosting over the top of your speaker. So, you know, that's a breathless Mm -hmm. kind of situation. Well, the first inkling I get of this is that (laughs) giant dust bunnies begin falling <laughs> all around me like like big dust bunnies off the top of these steel beams up at the roof of the gym it's not like it's not, it's not like normal cleaning gets it you know because <laughs> so these you have big, to have a bird up there to do it just it was doing what like some kind of soft shoe routine on the beam <laughs> It's like kicking off a shower, but not just kind of anywhere up towards the front, but around me. I feel like I'm standing in a beam of dust bunnies. So you can't just keep talking with that when you know they might be landing on your head or anywhere. And so I kind of, you know, acknowledged it like, whoa, you know. Huh. And then everyone is distracted, of course. And I kind of try to get going again once or twice. But then every time I would start, then here come the dust bunnies again, raining upon me. And so it was just kind of this weird moment of like challenges to public speaking. And then Dr. Stevenson kind of shouts out to me like from the side, like, don't worry, like he's above you. It's just dust. Well, as he says, it's just dust. <laughs> Down comes a big dead moth, a big one, and splats on the podium right in front of me, belly up. Just <laughs> like dead middle. And you're just, like, but what does it, it mean? It just drops from heaven, and I am confronted with a dead moth. That I then have to just look at for the rest of I my felt, time. I feel like from others I heard that you may have sort of screamed at that point. I don't know if I did, but I don't like moths. But when they're dead, I'm less I'm less worried by but a moth. I, oh my dead. word, that's so but funny. But of all the things, and I was like, what 
is happening. It's a like, like a bird like, what does omen. it mean? I don't know what it means. You know, the like, ancients believed in it's like, bird I'm omens. I'm listening. I'm listening. But what is it? But what's happening? Like well, I did. Time, I felt like I was caught in a shower of manna, but it was just falling from heaven. I one time as a kid, well, I don't know how old I was, but I just remember being at the First Presbyterian Church for a wedding, and it has a very high ceiling. Yeah, and uh, with the beams up there, <laughs> and sitting in front of me was a bald man. Okay. And from way up high, like like no idea how it could, because it was a very long ways. A spider drops all the way and then <laughs> stops like six inches above this bald head. And it's just sort of swinging oh. in the breeze above oh. his head. And I, it was so weirdly tense because <laughs> you're not sure what your Christian duty is there. Like, are you supposed to leap up in the middle of the wedding mm. and smack a spider in front of someone? Or are you supposed to wait till it shows more intentionality? Like, is it like, going to go the whole way and then sweep it away? Do from, you, like, grab your bulletin and swipe it off his head? What is the duty of a... Uh-huh. Yeah, and as I recall, it didn't ever actually drop all the way, and I think it might have drifted with some breezy movements, <laughs> so that we maybe grabbed the string of it, you know, and put it on yeah. the floor and stepped on it. But it was very tense to sit there watching yeah, it, just well, sort of right I'm above picturing. a bald head. Yeah, yeah, right above your speaker. You're like there's something a, there's is happening, yeah. and I don't know how to. Yeah, it's some kind of like sign from above. Wasn't it Uncle Bob that one time at the lake when the bats were flying all around us and do you remember this Did, yeah. didn't he or he maybe he just told this story that he was like comforting aunt jill that the bats have their little sonar thing going so they never run into people they, yeah, and then didn't one into get it. into her hair or something yeah. right Flapped at that moment <laughs> Flapped in her hair like right at that moment <laughs> as he's explaining how they never have this kind of trouble <laughs> The Don't drunk, worry. The drunk driving bat. And it's like, well, that bat wasn't <laughs> listening to his sonar. <laughs> and you never know when they might not listen. <coughs> I know. Well, this bird, I felt, was trying to tell me something. But I, I should sure. say, just since I mentioned Uncle Bob, I feel like we should mention our one of our <coughs> theories is that everyone in our age group of people has an Uncle Bob. I don't think it matters what age group. I think everybody Just in the has universe, an Uncle Bob. Just in the universe, everyone yeah. has an Uncle Bob. Uh, Bob is the universal uncle. It's And I know this because we have an Uncle Bob that every time well, we would mention Uncle Bob, people would say, I too have an Uncle yeah, Bob. But there's even a saying, well, Bob's your uncle. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I just think that there's it's like most of the world. Bob is the one, indeed my the uncle. one exception is if Uncle Bob is your own father. If you're, mm. but then you know, but you know, but uncle he's Bob. everyone else's Uncle yeah. Bob. Yeah. yeah. So that's a theory. Anyway, so we should talk about something else. Um, somebody asked us though about Sabbath dinner. Oh yeah. Like, what do we do at Sabbath dinner? Like, let's get some details out. You go talk. <laughs> Right now we're in a Sabbath dinner interim phase. Mom starts, so there's like different, like it's hard to say what we do exactly. Oh, we've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, I know, but like it it alternates summer and winter kind of different tones a little bit. Things kind of, you know, move around. But the whole family gets together on Saturday night 
And we do this as like a kickoff. What Was there a more specific element to this question? Or I feel like we've talked about this before. Anyways, we, we kick off the Lord's Day by celebrating in advance of it. The reason we do it on Saturday is probably origin because Dad is a pastor. So Sunday was is a working day for him. Yeah. And that uh, it is nicer to have after church be... Yeah. Nothing in particular. Yeah, like he of goes having company, right? Right, then. especially times if he goes and preaches, if he preaches two sermons or if there's two services or whatever, then after that is yeah. not the time that you want to also entertain everyone. So the night before, my parents would invite us all to Sabbath, and there are a lot of principles I think that made Sabbath what it is. The biggest one is it's a get to, not a got to. For sure. That we were invited to come all the time. We were not obligated to come. And no. sometimes people would think, you know, like if we if we didn't want to, if for some reason we were busy or we didn't, it's not like anybody's going to be mad at us or there's going to be can a I, problem. Can I just insert right there? Like, <coughs> keep your bookmarks, guys, in Sabbath dinner. But I think that this is an important thing to throw out also. I've talked to people before who are just cresting into the phase of like their kids are getting married and yeah. now there's other other family there's the other side of the yeah. family. And so then there's the like what do we do about holidays? What do we do about Christmas or whatever? And I have heard people say things uh, like well, we just sat our kids down and said, here is what you are going to be expected like th- like to do. Like, this is like, what you owe us. We expect at least every other year. Or, we expect at least two days every Christmas. Or, yeah, here's what so we're bad. wanting from you. It's so now, bad. And the thing about that is, it is a very practical problem. Like, how do you fit it all in? But one of the things that I loved about how mom and dad did it was they never did that. They were always like... You guys just tell us what you're no, wanting to do. Actually, even 20 we years don't into it, it they're still doing that. Yeah. They're still like, if you just want to do your own thing, Christmas just morning, let that's us fine. Know. Just let just us know. Just let us know. And it was like, we're, you're welcome to come here, but we don't want to be intruding right. on you. And the thing is, is when you do it that way, everybody wants to be there. Yeah, like, everybody no, wants to come. Yeah. Because who wants an invitation that is full of pressure manipulation or yeah, something. Yeah, like, why don't you come to our house, and also you'll never be able to leave without feeling guilty. <laughs> because if you come, and then they're like, well, that wasn't long enough, or this wasn't, like, there's... Or you there, never come see us enough. Or you didn't mean it when you came this time. You just came because you had to, or you didn't... And and there's so, so many, there's yeah. so many ways that people do this. And I think that it is, um, that it is just such a Christian life principle that like when you want to have great family time and I mean when your kids are little like when they're at the dinner table the dinner table needs to be a wonderful place to be Uh not that you're going around beating everyone into the dinner table to sit down and scowl at them and say I did all this work and you never even make it nice it's like never even want to be here in general outside your own family if you want people to want to come to your parties, you're going to have to throw fun parties. Yeah. And if they have an option of not coming to your parties, don't make it, don't make it that your kids would like to not have to. Yeah. Like, where like, they'd be like, I prefer to not have to attend yeah. this. And the thing is, we know what that looks like when you're actually throwing a party. You want to have your guests well, want to come. Well, that's because your guests are not obligated. Yeah. yeah. And you want them to want to come great, and you want famous, them to have a good time. Wasn't it a Marnie? The great, the great famous Marnie letter of Thanksgiving. <laughs> 
the one that makes us happy every year. The one that's so good. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, we know this when it comes to throwing a, a party, so do it for your people, the people you actually love, the ones that, like, when you do mm-hmm. it for your office coworkers, but you wouldn't dream of showing that consideration to your own children or siblings or whatever it is. Right. Something's gone amiss. Well, and it is it is that whole thing about better as a dinner of herbs where love is than and love is not putting yourself first, which means that yeah. when you are doing something for other people, you were genuinely asking the Lord <laughs> to bless them in it and not you. Like you're not saying I'm not saying it's bad to ask the Lord to bless you in it. I'm just saying the whole point is not to fill up your tank with no. needing to see people, but it is to equip others. And I would say that what mom and dad did for us and what we are in turn trying to be ready to do for our children. Like we're trying Mm -hmm. to gear up to be that way for them when they are starting their own families is that what they did was they enabled us. It was a place that equipped us better in the raising of our own children because it was so, it was like something that we could do, that we could bless our children with, that we enjoyed ourselves, that was like, um, it was a big help when you're like blindingly weird with little children. Uh-huh. It was not like I was throwing nice dinners at yeah. home with, like, it was not like we were being amazing at but home. The thing is, like, I've seen this in families with little kids and in families with grown kids where there's this sort of like, no you will attend family time. This is this is the <laughs> night when we watch a movie together. If you don't want to do that, you hate us. Like, you just yeah. never escalate the stakes. Like, at any little offering does not mean everything. Like, don't yeah. be like... Yeah, I don't know. I just think that the reality is it's, it's one of those Christian paradoxes of, like... Be first will be last, last yes. will be first. Like, like don't be grabby, and then your hands will, will always be full. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, don't be, you know, strangling the life out of your events by thinking they're <laughs> so important. Like, right. just right. be fun. Like, yeah, be fun. And I be can open. Re- and I can remember things back when the when there are moments that I can remember when when so many of the kids that are now all the like college and teens were all little. And it was not easy. No. And everyone was all hands on deck. But one that I remember, this would be before there were even that many because it was Jemima. But like I can remember mom with her table all set beautifully and like, and then there were like one or two high chairs. I don't know which. Yeah. Um, A fleet. No, but it was before. It was Gemma, so it would have been before. It was just your kids. Oh. But I remember mom putting her on the table with the sugar bowl. (laughs) <laughs> like where she was like licking her fingers and sticking them in the sugar bowl and licking oh, it hilarious. off and like and that I can say we didn't do by the time it was my kids that sort of thing was not going hog wild because think of it oh yeah think of it Gosh. gather around all of you children but my point is she was not up it was well, a beautiful table and a beautiful meal but it was welcoming the actual people who were when, there when the kids were little like now it's it's such a funny there's sort of like the bigger group table and then there's still a little oh, I know it's killing but me when the it seating was, chart yeah but when it was a lot of little kids mom would always sprinkle candy down the middle of the oh, table oh yeah like in the fall and stuff she would set the table and then like have a table runner and then sprinkle little treats all down the table yeah. like like the idea of it being a real delight for the kids to yeah. be there to show exactly. up and be like and and they love those knowing that they have been thought of yeah you know that they have been planned yeah. for and thought of exactly and, and, really when, and if you're doing that sort of fun thing 
then of course everybody wants to come. Yeah. But if you are giving everybody a flow chart of when they're required to show up. Well, or like fussing at people for being late or being or fussing at people for at not people. coming last week. Yeah, you're just kind of being that's or those keeping are the track, ways that you kill it. Keeping track of like, well, you did Christmas with them last or, year. Or I would say not evenly trying to evenly divide up all of the work. That's like a thing that people do that can't be That's done. a real death knell. It is. Once you start telling people, this is why I just believe it's more profitable to do if you think it matters that you do something, just do the work yourself and yep. invite people and give it as a gift instead of like we're all going to do this. Yeah. Because I want us to. Yeah. I'm going to assign you a bunch of things. Like, try to just give it as a gift and yep. see how God uses that. Because exactly. he does use it. That's the thing, <laughs> is he does great things with that. So we have now, right now, Mom and Dad moved out of their house, which was the house that, um, I don't want to say it fit Sabbath, but Sabbath happened here. We yeah. made it. It's not. It's not like it's a it's huge kind house of like for that, Sabbath, that but that we little, know how to do it here. The little storybook of the mitten. Yeah, we all fit in. We yeah. do it. We keep coming into the mitten. Yeah. It, it, it mm-hmm. it's so funny because we're all like, of course it wasn't too squishy. But anyways, mom, they moved in to take care of grandpa. So Luke and I are living at their house with our kids while we are building our house. So we are carrying the Sabbath torch here so there's still a place there's still a place there's still a lot of the you know the tables in the garage and like you know like there's a lot of the equipment right is all here so now we have been doing it since uh beginning of summer yeah since the beginning of summer although it's been there was a lot of intermissions there yeah. while people were overseas or we yeah. were in chicago but um Practically speaking, if I was starting my own, like if you didn't have family, if it was just your, you and your kids trying to start your own, I would start it by just trying to make it the most fun meal of the week. Yeah. Like whether you let your kids try to help make appetizers or help, mm-hmm. like do something that they will remember as exciting and fun and like, yep. like, and whatever is age appropriate, like putting the candy on the table or having their favorite dessert or doing things that is just clearly expressions of love of the people who are there and in the context of celebrating the Lord's Day, like in the context right. of, and not turning it into a burden for them. But right. rather a gift that you're giving them. Right. So we've gone through a lot of different eras. Uh, but dad, typically now there's like a ca- like a catechism kind of questions at the beginning and a toast. So the questions at the beginning, he asks the kids a lot of different questions. Um, and probably the, the centerpiece of those is the like, um, you know, why is it the Lord's Day? Because Jesus yeah. rose. Um what kind of a day what is it? What kind of a day it's is a it? Sweet it's a sweet day. day. What is the... Um, what did Jesus kill on this day? The dragon. dragon. And then the dragon in our hearts. What else did Jesus kill? Yeah, the, the dragon, dragon in, in our hearts. hearts. So the kids have a... Um, and then at the end, he says, what's the point of the whole Bible? And the kids all yell, kill the dragon, get the girl. There's a toast about... First, it's a toast of like... Happy are the people whose God no, is the Lord. this is the day the Lord has made. And we all say we will rejoice and be glad in it. And then we all We toast. do it before, yeah. And, then we, and we always give the kids, the kids a little finish bit the, of wine and they toast as well. The kids, by a little bit, you mean like a... They have the tiny little solo cups in the summer or tiny little... Like, yeah, it's like mom a has like little wine glasses. Yeah. Little tiny short ones, like kind of cordial glasses. Yeah. And we give the kids a little bit of wine and they would toast and have a little sip so of the Sabbath. wine. And, and then um, we do a um, 
so that's the and then dad reads the psalms uh you know happy are the people whose god is the lord mere sons but he fills in the kids fill in the blanks so he stops at different it's times mere and they sons fill it in. may our sons flourish like saplings grown, grown up in their youth and may our daughters be as columns sculpted in palace style psalm 144 verse 12 <laughs> becca and i don't do that at no. sabbath so we were just impressing ourselves that yeah. we did know it we yeah. did know and no, then the kids he, did, he does the other one may about a blessing for my wife may our house always have seven pillars and may she always mix her wine with wisdom so those are that's sort of the regular letter G and then um, and then we just have the food so we do that in all the ways things that I think are really cool that happen is that oftentimes it's the dads serving the kids the dads oh, the dads do okay. like oftentimes here's the thing I I think it's important gosh I've got like a whole nesting set of things I want to say here it's important to note that we are talking to women so we're not going to spend our days saying here's how your husband you ought know to what act. your men ought to do here's what mm. your husband ought to be doing what like what are you right. supposed to do with that i think that that's kind of an important piece and i do think it factored into that dust up we were talking about a few weeks ago where everybody were, was creaming that woman based on inferences of things she didn't say about men Right. And so we don't want to do that. Like we're talking to women. Let's let's focus on what well, we can do. We're not going to focus on how men should be better. Right. We're not because what's the point? We're not of that? teaching men. No, they should be better. But we'll just leave that one alone for now. Um, however, this is a thing that I think is really marked here, and I've been lots of other places where it I isn't this way. It isn't this way at all. And I do think it actually it's one of is the a sweetest really elements. Piece. Yes. So the um the wives like when we any of us do events like if it's sabbath dinner it used to be mostly mom or you or we would all contribute things Mm -hmm. and we would come with a salad or come with dessert or whatever it was like we would do that and i would say that's predominantly yes the wives are doing the cooking that's just how it usually shakes out the guys would grill or sometimes the husband will jump in and help on things whatever but it's the wives doing the cooking um but when it comes time, when we had this house full of tiny kids, and you're basically having to chop up two of the roasts into tiny yeah, bite-sized pieces. Yeah, we would actually do a whole serving bowl of bite-sized, bite-sized meat. cutting meat so that you yeah. don't have to go so cut. Then, <laughs> so then you just go around and so put you it on go serve plate. the little eaters. There were a lot of little kids. But it was so striking that um, I've been other places where the fathers, husbands, they all go sit in the other room, kind of basically. And the women are up. like frantic. The, the women are yeah. running around, feeding the kids, cutting the food, blah, blah, blah. The men get their food. They go sit down. The wives are the last ones to eat because they're the ones running around right. taking care of everything. And that is basically the opposite of how it works at Sabbath dinner. So, I mean, not, I would the say, women are still running around doing it. I would say that typically, yes, I agree. And but I, lots of times mom would end up, she's running around and she's taking care of stuff. Yeah, but, but it but is But when not, we do it here, Luke is not hardly ever, down, like he's usually the whole time I have stuff to do, but he's I just doing remember it too. It would be, it, and it is different, honestly, it's different now, the demographic is different. But when it was little kids, it was the dads who were in, still in is, there. It still is the dads who usually the dads serve are the serving little kid table. The dads are getting the kids there. Yeah. The dads are... And then <coughs> the dads go through the line last. If there's a yeah. line, it's like... Oh, yeah. The, they usually have the women go through. The women go through men. first, and then the men go through. And so it really is Although now very, we usually put the teenagers last because... 
you don't want to yeah. send the locusts yeah. through the buffet no. first. No. So that <laughs> that does matter, but I just think that it's very marked that it's not here, women, we expect you to serve our every need and do all the work well, and I we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about it's just theology. A, yeah, it's a small example of when women are doing things to help their husbands. Their husbands are not beneath the work of it. It's the, the work of building a family culture is our work is helping our husbands lead yeah. their family. Yeah. It's not like a it's like it's not like we're doing the work so they don't have to do anything. It's but, more like we're equipping them to better yeah. serve and And I will lead. say that, that that just happened organically. Again, there's no like everyone we expect this of the men. When no, they, it just happened. It just happened. But I have to say one of the things that I do really love about our church that I agree is different when you go other places you're like that is yeah, different. It's a it's a culturally is that, noticeable is that most thing. the children are in our church. The kids, they there's not the nurseries. So there are places you can go to have the sermon piped in. But there's not, like, um, there's a nursing room. But yeah. beyond that, in if you look in the back of church on one of those days that whatever's happening that made the children busy, yeah. there are times the when... The moon is on the... the moon, something's happening. Some Everyone's bad at church. Like, all the kids are... All the babies are restless for some reason. Um, on those days... I love it when you look in the back and there's like 10 men with infants yep. in the back standing. Yep. And sometimes, and it's not like there's anything against a mother standing in the back with the baby. And and, and so, I've and done it many plenty, times. Yeah. And there's, yeah. you know, like that's a thing. But at the same time, it's been, it's very marked that the men are involved in that work. Yeah. So if you're just sitting at the back of church, it is, and you're just watching this sort of active parenting that's more happening. more dads taking kids involved out. Involved fathers is a really big deal. Yeah. And, and I think that there's this, um, I mean, we're not feminists by any stretch, but no. on the conservative side, there can be a lot of, I'm the, you know, Rooster. whatever, I was the king. <laughs> I'm the fat king that sits here with my feet up I sit here. and I expect to have the women do all of it and raise the children. I am a king, but I married a charwoman. <laughs> Exactly. If I'm going to be the king, wouldn't that make your wife the queen? Which would mean you would share obligations in a different way. Yeah. However, the thing about this is that it does not work if the women say, here's what you need to do. No, it won't pay out. It won't work. So we're not saying this as an admonition to you women to tell your husbands what to do. But just so that you understand clearly the culture we're talking about, how it happens in this culture. Right. And And if that's not the way that your culture is, find a way that will be a blessing to all of you and your children. You know, like, you don't, you can't just imitate what mom and dad have done. Exactly, but you can do yeah. things that will bless your whole family and like and yeah. try to actively and do that. Like we do a thing with just our family on Sundays that we sometimes invite guests to, but other times it's just us. And that's all of us in the kitchen cooking all together, guys and girls. We're all just we making just did that, that yesterday something. and it was super fun. Yeah. And then we also took our whole family to the park and played ultimate as a family, which is really <laughs> funny to me that our kids are big enough <laughs> that we can staff two teams of ultimate. That's pretty good. I know. I was good. like, what happened but, here? Yeah. So we just do things of like trying out weird, crazy recipes and, um, we do, you know, yeah. see if we can tell the difference between wines and, you know, it's just fun. Like we just kind of make it fun and low key and yeah. And, but it is, again, it's not like we we believe in gender roles. Yeah. Like we really do. But we also 
um, maybe not wooden gender roles in a way yeah. that would be yeah uh, like we often like it's we've got everybody well, in the kitchen. I and would we're say all cooking and, I would say and this might be putting too. I mean, I would say we believe strongly in what Scripture teaches about gender, gender roles. roles. We we affirm it all and we're happy with it. But we also really like our husbands. So we also <laughs> there's there's an advantage of the fact that we are also having a happy marriage. Yeah. And I think that our belief about the gender roles plays into that heavily. Big time. But it is also that personality wise we really well, enjoy each other and that is a real about, advantage. If you think about it, marriage is a dance. You're learning the steps and if you insist on doing the man's steps, you're going to be stepping on each other's feet all the time and it is not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And if he is insisting on he has to do half the women's steps and half the men's steps, again, no, you're, you're just, just going to be tripping and not, bonking into fun. each other. But if both of you learn your steps, you can dance quite well, well together. What's more than that, and you can talk fun. about something else. Yeah. You so can, you actually can spend your time while dancing well, instead of enjoying other topics. Instead of barking at each other about who was supposed to do that step. <laughs> no, and, and I think that one time, many years ago, I, ha- I had a friend who, whose dad um, did wedding videos. And one time he oh, showed us so funny. he showed us a train wreck of a wedding that he had been the videographer for. And it was an unbelievable, unbelievable, painful, painful time. Real bad. Real bad. But one of the things that was so the setting is one of these times where the bride clearly thinks this is her her famous day. This is her this time. This is where she gets an this, Oscar. This was a bridezilla, <laughs> a bridezilla gone wild. So it was like out of the zoo bridezilla, I think. And but they were real. But but the groom was not innocent. So as we went to watch the reception, there are special dance. So it's kind of like looks like it's just in a community hall somewhere. It's like not, yeah. and the audience is just bored to tears and like thin. <laughs> it's like a thin audience, and you wonder why after this. But they um, the spotlight on the dance floor lights up, and the uh, Celine Dion. Uh, Titanic, right? Wasn't that from Titanic? So, yeah. Near far, wherever, wherever you, you are, are, that one begins. My heart and will go on and on. Yeah. I've always minded that line. It's such a bad, bad, almost poetic as, fail. Almost as bad as that one that says, your love is better than ice cream. Like, well, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> like, I mean, really, hold back a little bit. That's just so generous. I like you so, better than racket I mean, even, even Rice Krispies are not as good as you. So, <laughs> anyways, the the spotlight's on, the near far begins, and I, I think that the groom comes out from one side of the dance floor, uh, striding, <laughs> and then, but I with like one, um, what do you with call it, word. with one hand up over your eyes, oh, shading your eyes, like pretending, pretending to be, or like Stout Cortez, yeah, gazing, yeah, gazing yeah. into uh-huh. the distance, looking for... His his near far bride wherever she may be, <laughs> and then the music transitions and she comes out of the corner towards him, you know, striding towards him with lots of arm movements and and it's so embarrassing. Like you've never <laughs> you've never laid eyes on anything that embarrassed you as badly as that. But but the thing in the videographers um, 
this special director's edition is that <laughs> they were both wearing mics. Uh-huh, yeah. So in the devious, dark ways, you're watching the video, but you can hear their conversation. Okay. So what are they doing but bickering wildly <laughs> while doing this dance to Celine Dion? And, and um, she's like... He's but like first, telling her, wait, didn't they? No, 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 didn't happen yet. So oh, they, okay. they're like going along, and he's like, smile, and she's going, and wait a minute, and you're like, and then he's like, do the turn. She's like, I don't want to do the turn. You do the turn, and the whole time they're like clenching their teeth, so you can't, you can't tell, but they are out of fellowship <laughs> in the worst ways. And he oh. wants to do a turn that she doesn't want to do. And then all of a sudden he they drop each other's hands and he goes, "What is this?" And they then they go and freak out at the DJ because they had a choreographed dance and the DJ had put on the wrong mix of oh, the, of snap. the song. Yep. So now the DJ doesn't have it and they're like cussing the DJ out. I mean, it's so bad. <laughs> and then and then he it, there's like some kind of a hiatus while he has to go get the right mix of it. And then when he comes back, they turn it on and they start from the beginning again. Where where the spotlight, the groom comes out from and they're and they're even even more cranked off on this edition. And and you're like, this is so embarrassing. But my my point is there is a way of having all the steps right and the attitude so wrong yep. that like not that I can not that yep. I want to say that the dance at its best is to Celine Dion because I like <laughs> to think it's something more classic than that. But my oh, point my is word. you can be just cranked off and doing oh, yeah. your part yeah. and blaming the other person the whole mm-hmm. time that you're mm-hmm. doing your part and yeah. being like yeah. you're the worst <laughs> as you do it. But you know it is it does not guarantee that you'll be in fellowship, but it certainly. But it helps you to not have things yeah. out. Yes, and you, you know? and and it makes you free. I've thought this before. This is a hard concept to. If you are the kind of wife, it's a hard one to communicate. But if you're the kind of wife who always has to have an incident, like there must be a crisis, there must be a day that is bad beyond belief, mm-hmm. because in some way. That's how you're expecting to get your husband's sympathy or love yep. or something. Like, yep. like there's always going to be something. This is my way of getting it. Imagine a world where you did it. Like, just imagine what would it be like if your husband came home and was like, how are you doing? And you're like, really good. But how was your day? Like, like I'm not like mm-hmm. my, the details of the struggles of the laundry and whatever else are not actually important because I can actually deal with those. Do you know what I mean? Like I can actually, I know the answers. I am equipped to be godly in this time. So I don't need to pour it all out on you to make you feel bad, to make you whatever. The reason I say this is that you're actually free then to enjoy other topics. Each other. Have you considered what if, what if you could mm-hmm. manage your own mischief to such a point <laughs> that you could talk about the other things that mattered, like your mm-hmm. vision for what you mm-hmm. should be doing or yeah. what is what is your goal as but a see, family. The the thing that I think is just a human trait, probably particularly a feminine human trait, um, is you know the fishing for compliments in strange underhanded but not so subtle ways the worst woman yeah Mm -hmm. basically like i'm so fat so that you can get all your friends to say no you're beautiful you look great 
Oh my word. It's that thing. That is one of my least do, favorites. I do think that there are ways where like you want his attention. What is the thing that comes most easily to you is to manufacture some or blow something out of proportion so that he will have to pay attention to you and mm-hmm. cheer you up. And you escalate it if he mm-hmm. doesn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. That adds to the that adds to the frosting layers. <laughs> because if he doesn't immediately jump to as though it was a wildfire threatening your own home, <laughs> then you're like, well I'll show him. He, neg- he it, neglected will, to treat this as though it was the and emergency. I will light a wildfire now. I thought I had a hair thing. And, and I'm looking in all my pockets. Oh, to try do you to... hear a large rumbling yeah, in sorry, the guys, distance, sorry guys? Sorry about it. I guess I didn't pack a hair bag. It's all right. Your hair's cute, by the way. Well, that was your underhanded way of getting me to yeah, say. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Trying to do. <laughs> Be like, I'm going to bring this up now. I'm, <laughs> but, but it is true that I, I do think that there are... Sometimes you're... Well, I think most of the time when you do this, you're not really conscious of, uh, that that's what you're doing. It's not like you sit there at right. three in the afternoon and you think, how later, can I get my husband later to I'll notice? Later I'll make a point. I think mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll become really emotionally fraught. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> that's a party. But All of us enjoy it so much that, when like, I do that. I think that we do do it without consciously acknowledging that that's what we're doing, and yet that's still what uh-huh. we're doing. Oh, yeah. And so it is worth maybe an active prevention. Oh, my word. Yeah, because it's just, and just general awareness. And as I'm always the one who... I always recommend burning your own bridges first. Mm. Be brutally honest about your own mm-hmm. temptations mm-hmm. because it, it if you notice that you are like, oh yeah, I do that. Tell on yourself. Oh, but I have another thing. It's really difficult. It but is. when you tell on it yourself is. and you burn your own bridge yeah. in advance, yeah. like where you're like, you know, sometimes I use this particular complaint as a way of like, and when you do that, you find you have cut yourself off from yeah. a pli- like a plausible story later. Yeah. But one other thing I think is that like let's say that somebody feels convicted about this and was like, "You know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to make my husband's favorite dinner. I'm going to have the house so fun for him to come home to. I'm mm-hmm. going to have it have been a really great day." And I'm just going to be cheerful. I tell you what the next I know exactly. Is, I know exactly what will happen. Is that 9.30 that night, you'll have a giant meltdown and say, and I did all of this work to try to have it fun for you to come home to. And you and do. You, you did not. Notice. You did not come into the house with tambourines. And you did not sing my praises. And you did not even say, how did you know to make my favorite dinner? And you, you didn't did not, notice. You did not. That I had vacuumed even the stairs. It's so good. So if you try to do this, just resolve that you're not going to be a time bomb. I like to just add in there that the way we know this so well is that we've been alive for some time. I think we both we've been married. Through, we've both for gone some time. through this routine. That's how, that's how we would know about this. So. Yeah, because the other thing that can go wrong is the the um, you have expectations that 
that then didn't go that particular way. And so then you feel affronted. Yeah, no. And that that's it what I meant. go the way you imagined that it. That ties in with what we were saying about Sabbath, about give freely. Like, when yes. you give, give without strings. Like, when you make your husband's favorite dinner, make him his favorite dinner just because you can bless him that way. And not because you're expecting some yes. kind of a payback. And also, I got you a gift card for new clothing. Yeah, because the thing is, is often we have a sort of, uh, like, a hidden price tag <laughs> that we assume that they will intuit. Their work And they will know how to pay off this debt yeah or you're like or you're like i'll have my house be super calm and i'll be like no drama and then your husband's like sweet i can watch that baseball game and then you're like like, what (laughs) how dare you think that because there was nothing going wrong that that meant that you were not needed 100 percent (laughs) so good men and women are just actually not the same so one thing that I think is important to just mention in this discussion when I said burn your own bridges I'm talking about be merciless fighting your own sin like when you know that there is sin in your heart about certain things like like I think we've talked about this in the podcast before if you know that you have claimed to have a headache at times when you actually just didn't feel like doing what you needed to do Uh tell on yourself yes like like get it right repent of it and do war with yourself Uh because that is a thing that is like isn't That's that... a thing because you think if you actually mean to be killing sin, who is it? John, John Owen, Owen who kills says, sin, or it will be or killing it you. It will be killing you, and you know he he describes it too as like you keep your foot on its throat until it stops twitching. Yeah, like, he's like real you hard do not let it up. But I was gonna say <laughs> if you had if you think about it, if you think about it, that sin, you know, that like crouching at the door, that like that yeah. sin is a murderous. A murderous person, you yeah. know, it's not a person, but coming for you. My, you don't be like, well, I'm gonna let you off with a warning. Well, and, okay. I and have, if you come hide behind the door with a machete to kill me tomorrow, then I I'm gonna give metaphor. you another warning. I have another metaphor, which is that we, I am sorry to report, just have had a mouse in our kitchen. <laughs> and I, I this affirms my theory that mice are always the cherry on top of spiritual growth. Oh my gosh, they the are. The Lord sends a mouse when he's wanting to drive a point home. It yeah, is it yeah. is his exclamation and point. And you know the thing that was insulting about this mouse is that my kitchen everyone, it's torn to blazes. Like I have exposed rafters and it, it's just it's a mess and there's no cupboards or drawers to speak of. So it's all very helter-skelter in there right now. And what do I decide to do but rearrange it? Because I'm like, you know, there's an excuse for it being a mess. But there's not an excuse for it being a completely debauched mess. So I'm going to just pull everything out and and really just take some ownership here. Even though there's not cupboards, I'm going to get it organized and everything. I start this right at the moment Mm -hmm. where the mouse comes through. And you're like, really? Because now I have to wash every single dish and utensil that might well, be Well, we're going to need to get a great sterilizing hose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to put traps everywhere. And the thing is, is we did, did catch, catch it. We catch, caught one. And I hope it's just one, but we caught one. But if it's but gone on more is, than like a day, it's probably seven. Yeah. yeah. And But the thing is, this mouse was teeny weeny that oh. we caught. A little tiny mouse. Oh. And what I'm trying to say here is oh, about the same. I think it got a baby. It might have. Oh, well, we'll hope not. That would be bad. It was small. It was like, you know, this big. Anyway, uh, so the point is here 
is that if you, like me, have a mouse in your kitchen somewhere... Doesn't take much. It's not like you would say, but it's it's a little mouse. It's a tiny baby yeah. mouse. So I'm not too worried because it's just a small guy. Like, if it got to be raccoon-sized... And then you get then, right down to it, mouse you know, poop is also small. Yeah. But boy, does it... <laughs> <laughs> ruin your day. Does it get you down? Yeah, and so it's like, it's not like you would say, yeah, once this thing becomes the size of a badger, then I'll I, deal I'll with it. I'll start working on it then. No. We all know that you would, you would rally it up and fix the problem with the tiny mouse. Even if it's tiny, it can do yeah. a lot of And I think that this, a certain, devious a certain amount of seriousness in the battle with your own flesh like sometimes it requires sort of merciless tactics like yeah. like not having mercy on your future self that might want to get no. away with a and headache claim again yeah. and you might like be say, like no i hate well, that sin I might and i'm going to have had a headache but i kind of had a spiritual headache and i really wasn't basically up for it. it was the same thing so it was a tiny mouse what i did wrong there i'm like always <laughs> always out yourself always say yeah. you know what i think i was being and a loser it is true mm-hmm. that tiny mice they don't they don't limit their devastation area. No, they do enough. And they grow large oh, families. Just uh, and they burrow into your mice, bread bags. It is always like it is always <laughs> like a spiritual exclamation point. I think. It's true. The Lord it's telling true. us to mortify the flesh. Exclamation point. <laughs> like rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice. And a mouse for good measure. <laughs> Or a bird above or, your head, or a bird throwing or, a dead moth at any, you, or any number of things like the wrong Celine Dion soundtrack mix. <laughs> okay. Well, we should um, wrap this. We should wrap up. this up. Do you have a tip? Gosh, I, these come. I have me. a random tip. It, Give me a tip. My random tip was, I did it this Sabbath, and it and it is. Uh, I can't say it's real fancy like, but I did it, which okay. is writing people's names up on the top edge of their plate. That was clever. With a dry that. erase marker, yeah. which I did so that I could know that I had a plate for everyone. It turns yeah. out that the seating arrangement is quite difficult yeah. when when it is multi-staging ages and things. Yeah. No, and good, I just one. wrote on all the plates with a dry erase marker. Yeah. Works quite well. It's good. Just and name tags off. in general, if you're hosting a large group, it does save you some. I mean, it's a headache in advance, but if you just leave people to their own devices, no, it's worse. It's, it's, it's bad. Worse. It actually because then you end up separating married couples, and then you end up with a person who shouldn't be isolated gets to be the isolated. one that gets somehow mm-hmm. stuffed off with some teens yeah. or yeah. middle schoolers, and you're like, hang <laughs> on, how did that happen? Let's change this. Yeah, it's awkward. So, but then but you can't change outs- it without outside, kicking somebody outside out. Outside is really a poor choice. At least here, it's pretty... There's often wind. So, like, little yeah. place cards wouldn't yeah, work hard. outside. So Yeah. Um, I have a recommend, which is random. And everyone knows it already. But Cook's Illustrated Magazine... Oh, it's good. ...is, like, if you're somebody who's trying to... Like empowering. Actually learn how to do things the yeah. right way. I really love reading the articles in Cooks Illustrated. Currently, I will confess, I have a subscription and I have not had even time to really read mm. through them. So I have I kind, just of think it's kind of a stack It's like, it's continuing ed. It You're is. like, oh, it's like, and you read through the things they did that they found didn't work and what didn't yeah. work. It's like, it just helps you get a it's jump like start. They try to isolate all the variables in a mashed potato. Um, 
how did you did you boil it with a lid without a lid peeled right. unpeeled what kind of potatoes cold water or drop them into boiling water you know like they'll just I feel like some of my did. best like some oh my word rules of thumb have come from that kind of thing yeah because you're like oh potatoes mashed potatoes reheat really well if they have enough fat Right. And probably not butter as the dominant one. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's yeah. just helpful in the future. And it's fun because, like, you can decide, okay, I think I will try to learn to cook ribs or, or something. And they'll walk you through what kind of cut and how should you do it. And, you right. know, like. I mean, oven fries. In the oven. Oven or fries do you from do... them was really, really good. Yeah. Their smashed potato recipe I got years and years and years ago. And it's still the best. And so it's just like if you're trying to um, actually get grow better at you it keep yes instead of just sticking with your same but old it's also recipes. good it's also good if there's something like we said earlier trying to learn to make food that your husband loves or something oh, yeah. if there is something that he loves and you're like i should learn to do that because i'm not comfortable at all with that yeah like yep. i don't know how to do that this is a great place to start because you actually get a little jump start like lesson plan mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is what we're doing and this is one thing that i'll tell you I, I like have... the cookbook from them the the best recipe. It's okay. one of the classic cookbooks I sure. use. Yeah. I don't. Do they walk through all of those things? Yeah. In the, okay, that's good. Yeah. I don't have that cookbook, but I do have a subscription, and it is fun, and it's it's just fun to sit down with and like learn about something. Well, plus, it Even inspires you to try things that so like like that continuing ed thing. Yeah, keeps you interested in learning and driving towards yeah. something that you want to be better, better at. Yeah, like, and you don't get like that stagnant feeling. And I do like, like it. okay, I've mastered my four casseroles. Right. Now I just have to make these forever. Yeah. And I can get out. That would get me down. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It's true. But I also think um, it's fun even to do things that you thought you knew how to do and just try it different and Mm -hmm. see what a difference that makes. And so anyway, I, I think that we have a standby banana bread recipe from best recipe that we love. It's like my favorite banana bread. Really good. And it has like yogurt or I sometimes we use buttermilk instead of it. But it's one that doesn't end up being heavy and greasy and. Mm-hmm. It's just like a really delicious banana. Yeah. Bread. And yeah. we've made that one for a long time. But we recently tried the King Arthur recipe of the year that was like a whole grain banana bread. Because we're like, yeah. even though we have one, we like. Yeah. We tried it. And then we were like, no, nah, it's good. But yeah. it's good to try. Yeah. Good to I, I am a believer in that. Like, just always be trying to get better. Yep. All well, right. That's it. Yes. Bless your week with no mice. No hopefully, mice. Unless no you birds, need it for no a spiritual moths. point. Yeah. I'm hopefully <laughs> almost through mine. But. Anyway, well, hopefully soon. Yeah. All right. All right. Next time. Bye. I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.